0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to Two Cents on Movies here on Anchor. And um, my name is Chaz Hill, and welcome to my podcast. For those of you who might be uh, returning listeners, um, I've had a podcast station here on Anchor for a very long time. Over, might be about two years, I think. But I have not updated it in quite a while, actually, for those of you who don't know. I'm a college student, so kind of spent the last year kind of just focusing on that. Kind of put podcasting to the side. But I'm approaching my last year, and I think I'm gonna have enough free time to where I'll be able to make this a more ongoing thing that I will be doing here on Anchor. So I think I've got, I've got enough free time this this upcoming year to uh, really uh, to to put some more focus on the on this uh, podcast station here on Anchor. So. I thank you if you're a returning listener, and for those of you who might be listening and tuning in for the first time here at this, uh, this uh, station here on Anchor, uh, this is a movie podcast station I'm talking about all things movies and really entertainment industry. You could talk about some TV here and there, but it's mainly going to be focused on films. So I've also got a YouTube channel, Two Cents on Movies, so feel free to hop on there and check any videos out on there if you want to, and I've also got a definitely a lot more active Twitter page, which is also at Two Cents on Movies on Twitter. Um, YouTube channel hasn't been updated in a little bit. I've got I've got a good amount of videos on there, but the partner that I work with on that YouTube channel, we've kind of been kind of it's kind of been hard for our schedules to match up the last year or so. But this upcoming year, I think we're, there's going to be a lot more content uh, posted on that YouTube channel. So definitely subscribe. Be on the lookout it doesn't cost anything to subscribe, so you might as well do it anyway. there's some good videos on there' some good uh, long form uh, video discussion reviews on uh, movies on that YouTube channel but definitely subscribe or not subscribe but follow to the follow the Twitter page two cents at two cents on movies. I post uh, reviews for every single new movie I see on there so definitely check that out if you want to see my take on uh, the newest released films but yeah, so I just kind of wanted to relaunch this uh podcast station here on anchor and i'm extremely excited to talk about uh movie news review any new films coming up uh on this station so again i'm Chaz hill and thank you for tuning in to two cents on movies here on anchor have a great day Alright, so the first thing I wanted to talk about today was the announcement by the Academy about changes to the Oscars broadcast. They'll be adding a category, Uh, they've set a different air date for the 2020 Oscars, and they're making some changes to make the Oscars a shorter telecast. So, first thing let's dive into, they're announcing that they're creating a new category that they say is, quote being designed around achievement in popular film. So, a lot to unpack there. First off, what makes a film popular? Is it box office? Is it budget? Is it critical audience response of somewhat? I mean, th- that's a very vague statement. I don't really like it because it leaves a lot to interpretation. And I'm assuming, and this is what a lot of people are assuming, is that this is being done in order to avoid any controversy in the future where you have a film like let's say Black Panther or Avengers Infinity War which both premiered to great critical and audience responses and both made a ton of money and both were landmark films in the history of cinema and what if they're not represented at the Oscars there's a lot of people that think that Black Panther deserves an Academy Award nomination at least for best picture I personally don't think that that's the case. I, I really like the movie. I gave it like a 92 A- sort of grade. Um, I don't think it's one of the best pictures of the year. I'd certainly think Avengers Infinity War is better. And I personally, it's my favorite film of the year. That doesn't mean it's the best in my opinion, but it's my, it was my favorite movie-going experience of the year. But I certainly can understand uh, other people's perspectives seeing a movie like Black Panther where it's life-changing and it means a hell of a lot more than it might mean to me, and that's okay. Certain films mean different things to different people, and that's the, mag- the magic of, of movies, to be honest, is how certain films can impact certain people in a lot of different ways, and that's okay. And I certainly can and can get and understand a perspective where Black Panther might deserve a Best Picture nomination. But where this Oscars change comes in, I think it's them trying to cover their ass and create this new category to where they can just throw all these, quote, popular movies into, and that way they don't they don't cause any controversy to where, to where they're not being nominated for Best Picture. Now, this, the whole change of adding uh, potential nominees to the Best Picture category was at to, to kind of cover their ass about the Dark Knight controversy, where the Dark Knight was not nominated for Best Picture because they could only accept five. So that's why they increased the, no- the potential nominees to ten for that award. But honestly, I think this is just uh, this is setting themselves up for even more controversy. It's, it's creating a PR controversy when they're trying to avoid a PR controversy, and that's just the wrong thing to do. I think them adding, what was it, like 900-something more members to the academy, to the, to the voters, to the voting population. That was all done in a way to, one, like increase diversity, increase different perspectives, and bring in a fresh take to an older voting body where it used to be it was just a bunch of old white dudes for the most part. If you look up some of the, some of the uh, demographic uh, statistics that, about the academy, that's what you basically find – But then they added the most members they ever had this year to try and fix this problem. So I thought that that was the point of that—to kind of get some of these more different films recognized when they deserve it. Like Logan. Logan was—I thought—I thought thought it was the best movie last year, bar none. It It was the best movie of the year, and I thought it should. I thought it deserved at least a nomination for Best Picture in my mind. But that's that's another conversation for another day. But anyway, so all in all, I, I don't think the, ca- the new category in popular film is a good idea. It just, it's, it just opens up a whole other set of problems for the Academy. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about this, the way they're trying to shorten the telecast. So it's not that they're really shortening anything. The award ceremony is still going to take as long as it takes. But what they're doing is they're cutting out certain awards from being part of the telecast. Now, personally, I don't think that that's a really good idea, and it kind of really alienates a lot of the the award nominees. They're going to feel like their awards don't matter. If the rest of the country who's watching the, the telecast can't see... Let's, let's say you're a loved one who can't even see your your family member accept the award they win. Like, that's crazy to me. I, I'm in the camp where you should cut out... The filler part of the Oscars. I've seen some people say you should cut out some of the musical performances. Maybe the the only performer who performs is whoever's performing the uh, the winner of the best original song. Like that would I guess that would make sense. I mean that's that that makes sense to me. Or you cut out some of the sketches. Maybe you cut down the opening monologue. You put more limits on uh, speech time, where you only have a certain time limit for speeches all those things make more sense to me than than not airing the accepting of awards that the Academy deems not worthy, I guess. Um, What they've said is that they would air, is that they'd still accept their awards in front of the audience, but these things would happen during commercial breaks. Which, I mean, it's great that they still get recognized in front of the entire, uh, of the people, in front of the people attending the ceremony, but I still think that those those awards still deserve some national and televised recognition. I mean, it's not like, I, I, I think there's certain awards that I think people care about more than others, obviously. Like, I, I feel like more people care about the Best Picture winner than Best Short Film, I would assume. I think, that's a, I think that's a perfectly normal thing to assume, but that doesn't mean that those certain awards that might be deemed smaller don't deserve to be tele- televised. So I'm not in favor of that. I am in favor of maybe shortening the telecast, but I think airing certain or having certain awards be accepted during commercial break I don't think is the right move. Un- unless I could see, I don't know if any of, any of you listeners watch like races, like NASCAR, IndyCar, or maybe even I think Formula 1 does this as well. Where during the race they'll still have the race televised, but it'll be silent and then It's still on the screen, but then a commercial airs in a different box on the screen. Maybe they could do some sort of thing like that where the Oscar ceremony is still going on and you can still see everything, but maybe a commercial is airing on the side in another box on the screen. Maybe they do something like that. I think that would even make more sense. Even if the the people accepting awards are, are muted, but you can still see them and maybe look up the speeches later with the audio and then have the commercial airing. Uh, on the TV in a different box with that audio playing. Maybe that that would even make more sense than not even airing it. But let's move on to the final part of this that I wanted to talk about. The thing that I actually like is that they're moving up the air date for the 2020 Oscars. So this is not affecting the 2019 Oscars from the way they've said this in their, their release. But the 2020 Oscars will air on February 9th, which is earlier in the year. This is something that I'm definitely in favor of because usually when the Oscars airs, it feels like a decade has gone by since we've seen some of these movies, especially if like Get Out. Get Out was released in in February of two thousand and seventeen, right? That makes that's that that sounds right. Uh, I believe so. And then like the Oscars, yeah, it was February it was February two thousand and seventeen. But then the Oscars was like the week before that. And then we had to go an entire calendar year until it was recognized at the Academy Awards. And that's just bonkers. So I feel like they're giving themselves some more some more room for these movies. And then it all it still gives people enough time to see the movies. Because a lot of these movies are limited release in like November, December, and then they go wide in January. Cause that like that, that's when I saw like Darkest Hour, Shape of Water. Uh, What were the other ones? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't want to list them all right now. But that's when I saw last year's nominees is in January, February uh, of 2018. So I feel like this is a good idea. It it still gives people enough time to see the movies if they want to see them. Uh, Oh, The Post was another one that I saw. But I like that. I definitely like that a lot. And it moves it closer to, like, the Golden Globe. So there's still... So that way, it's not a ton of time has gone by since the last award ceremony. They're kind of a little bit closer together. So that's something that I agree with. But that's the least controversial thing in this, in this uh, news release. So if you have uh, any opinions on these three changes or any other changes you think the Oscars and the Academy should take and do and enact, feel free to call in and uh, let's have a discussion about it. I'm really curious to what the general audience thinks about these changes and whether or not this will bring people in to To watch the Oscars more, if there's a popular film category, or if it kind of alienates you and kind of makes you feel like this is a really bad idea, and I'm not going to watch this. So, please feel free to call in. Let me know. Thank you for listening. Uh, this in this next coming segment, we will be discussing we will be discussing. Sorry, the James Gunn saga at Disney and Marvel, and I'm really looking forward to opening that can of worms. So definitely stay tuned. But call in and uh, with any opinions on these oscar changes. Thank you for listening. Okay, welcome back to the final segment of the day. We will be discussing the James Gunn saga. This has been an ongoing PR nightmare for Disney. Absolutely a nightmare. This is just has been handled in just probably the worst way it probably could have been. So, let's go all the way back to the beginning. 2008, 9, 10 era of Twitter. James Gunn makes some horrifically terrible and offensive jokes, quote-unquote. They aren't funny. Uh, Tweets about pedophilia and just really weird stuff that was not okay and never will be okay and never was okay. And then... Apparently, at some point, those tweets were exposed to Disney during the process of when he was making the first Guardians movie, and apparently he apologized for those tweets, or at least some of them, or some form of apology was issued and made by him. And they kind of just all moved on. And then James Gunn makes one incredible movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, the movie that got me into the MCU. And then he makes a decent... Movie in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It was definitely funny. I just thought there were way too many jokes and it seemed like a comedy show, comedy skit movie. And it, I don't think it's as good as Guardians of the Galaxy 1. And I think it was the worst comic book movie to come out last year, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. In my opinion, it was the worst one. And that was a great year for comic book movies because you had Logan, you had Wonder Woman, you had some pretty good films. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, of those movies, I think Guardians of the Galaxy was the least good. It was not bad, I'd give it like a B, you know, B-, minus. definitely fine, Marvel movie. But anyway, moving forward, and then a few weeks ago, James Gunn, well, not really a few weeks ago, but James Gunn has always been a vocal uh, proponent of uh, liberal politics on Twitter, and he really goes after anybody who kind of, he doesn't... See eye to eye with many people across the aisle in many ways, at least that's what it seems like or he's I think he, I think really he's just against the Trump administration, but he really jabs and barbs people on Twitter politically and this kind of pissed off someone who works with Ben Shapiro, who is a conservative like talk show host podcast dude, kind of a younger guy and so someone who either i don't know either works for Ben Shapiro or is just some associated with him or is just one of his like devoted followers i guess dove into James Gunn's Twitter profile all the way back to 2009 era and found these tweets and resurfaced them and the tweets were brought to the attention of Disney and Disney acted in haste and fired him from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and this is even after he had already written and finished a script for disney for that film and shooting the f- and filming was to begin in early 2019 from what i, from what I remember so that's the catch-up in the weeks after this contra- in, after this controversial decision by disney numerous petitions have been started the entire cast of at least the a-list cast including chris pratt dave batista bradley cooper vin diesel michael rooker uh, Zoe, Zoe Saldana and the main A-list cast and Sean Gunn his brother uh signed a letter that they drafted together at least their you know PR people probably helped them draft to sound good but you know uh kind of not really calling kind of calling for his uh rehire and saying that they really didn't want to work on the movie without him and that they wanted to work on him work with him on other projects in the future. So that letter was published, and then a few days ago, Dave Bautista came out and flat-out said that he did not want to work on the movie at all if James Gunn was not involved in some way. So, yesterday, um, it was announced that Disney would be using the script that James Gunn wrote, which was one of the conditions that Dave Bautista kind of stated that he didn't want to work without either using his script or... James Gunn being involved in in the directorial process. So that kind of raises the question of, if the tweets were bad enough to get him fired from the directing job, why would they use his script and still have his name on the movie? I I guess the the argument to that is that general audiences don't really pay attention to who's screenwriting the film, but his name is still going to be, like, in the credits. It's going to be right after the producers. So... That's a, that's a whole can of worms right there to open up. But my opinion on this whole thing, I don't think you should be fired. I don't think this situation is equatable to the Roseanne situation at all. I think Twitter back in 2008, 2009, was, is not equatable to Twitter today. Are the tweets horrible? Yes. Are the tweets awful? Yes. Are they unacceptable? Yes. But they weren't tweeted yesterday. Roseanne's tweet was tweeted this year, and that was grounds to fire him, or fire her, excuse me. So, I don't think James Gunn makes the same sort of crass statements that he did back then. I think he, he's not a young guy, so it's not like you could say he grew up, but I think he became self-aware enough to realize that you can't say those things even if it's just trying to make someone laugh or get a rise out of somebody it's just not acceptable anymore and i've heard from numerous comedians that twitter back then and even just a few years ago was different was used way differently it was used to kind of have a place to test jokes before you went and did stand up or things like that and i didn't even get a twitter until like i think it was 2011 2010 maybe i think it was 20 it was 2011 and even back then it was a completely different place 7 years ago i can't even imagine how much different it was in 20, in 2009 2008 okay and that's the same like facebook facebook was so different in like 2009 it's it's bonkers how much different it was and i can and it's kind of the same like that's when i got mine i can't even imagine what it was like for my brother who got it when it was like 2005 2006 you know it's just crazy how these social media sites change over the course of time. Like, even Snapchat. Snapchat is completely different than what it was when, we've, when it first came out. So, I think comparing those two situations completely, completely impossible. You, you, just, you just can't. I think Disney acted rather hastily. I don't think they met. I don't think they had any conversations about this. I think that James Gunn was just called in the office or called on the phone and said, you're fired. See ya. Nothing we can do about it. Nothing you can say. Hang up. We're done. And I don't think that's how the situation should have been handled. I think there should have been at least some conversation. And if in those conversations and meetings and discussions, then if if there was some breakdown in communication and ended up in his firing, okay. But the fact that there was no conversations, I think, is crazy. And it, it was way too fast of a process. And I think that's what James Gunn probably thinks too. And especially since he didn't breach his contract, and they're still using his script, and his brother's part of the movie, and he was supposed to shepherd the MCU, like, cosmic, like, I don't know, realm, I guess you could you could say, going forward. Like, he was going to be one of the key architects, kind of like the Russo brothers are. He was going to be up there with those guys. There was going to be a whole other arm of the MCU that was going to be developed under his watch that Disney and Marvel and Kevin Feige had planned. But now that can't happen. And I think James Gunn's unique voice is what made Guardians of the Galaxy work, because he wrote both those scripts. It was his his ideas that really brought those movies to life. And even though I might not have loved the second one, there's still some crazy stuff in there that I don't think happens without a unique director with a voice and unique perspective at the helm of that movie. So, this is a really controversial topic. Do I understand why Disney fired him? In some cases, in some in some respects, yes, I do. They tried to avoid a PR storm by firing him, but then created a PR storm anyway, which is not what you want to do, but it's, it's, it's really controversial, and I totally understand there's a bunch of different perspectives, and if anybody wants to call in and we can kind of talk about this, I ask that you keep it civil, try to keep the politics out of it, even though the politics are kind of interwoven into this story, because that's really what kicked off the whole thing, but keep it civil, we can all talk about this together. I'm just really curious what everybody thinks. I've seen a lot of different takes on this. And I know, like, feeling sorry for James Gunn is kind of an odd thing to say because he's a millionaire and he's going to be just fine. And he's going to be, if he doesn't direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3, he might direct other big, huge movies down the road because he's a very talented dude. And, he, yeah, he's going to be fine. But I do feel sorry for him that this was his, like, big break. These movies. This is what brought him into the public eye. the most part because he was really a cult film director before this and this was kind of his child if you think about it like that and it was taken away from him and it was what he was the most passionate about so I I can feel sorry for him but I don't it's I I know that he's going to be fine he's going to keep working nothing like that so but yeah feel free to call in I think I've said my piece on this kind of had to stand on a soapbox there for a second but it's all right but yeah Thank you for listening uh, today on Two Cents on Movies. Again, I'm Chaz Hill. Those are the two segments that I had in store for today. So again, thank you for listening to the podcast. And check out the Two Cents on Movies uh, Twitter page and YouTube channel. Feel free to follow and subscribe to those. Again, I thank you for listening. Have a great day.